It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, you know, even like a if a job opened up like the Chargers, which is possible, and you have Justin Herbert there, you know, the Spanoses, you know, are are, are known for having shallow pockets. I mean, you got to be willing to pony up for Bill Belichick. You probably have to sign up if you do this. And, you know, there could be a desperate owner out there to do it. I, I just don't see it with any of the teams that we've mentioned, and maybe there will be more out there. But, you know, you have to be willing to pay buku bucks for Bill Belichick. Um, even if you – probably what you would want to do is have Bill Belichick sort of come in as your czar, sort of like, you know, Bill Parcells did with Miami. Um, right. You know, come in as the sort of the czar of football. But then, you know, he's bringing all his people, you know, probably, you know – I. You know, it could be Josh McDaniels. It could be Matt Patricia. It could be, you know, you know, his sons. Like, you know, and would Bill say, all right, well, I'll agree to do this, but you need to hire this person, and this person's the next head coach. Like, you know, I, I, there would be a whole lot of entang- entanglement going on with, you know, if you bring in Belichick. There's a, there's a lot involved. It's not just a guy coming in to, to, you know, coach your football team or oversee your football organization. You know, like you said, you know, is anything the way that he's done things since Tom Brady left? Does any of it scream like, you know, this is the way to do things? You know, probably not. So it's a, you know, it's, I do think that there would be a market, um, you know, but I, I don't know how big of a market it would be. The Greg Bedard Patriots podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Of course, we'll be talking about this game coming up on Sunday between the Patriots and the Commanders. But first, we'll talk about uh, Bill Belichick and his future and whether or not that future could include Washington. But before we get to all of that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. He's Greg Omnick, Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. Okay, Greg. Headlines, headlines, headlines. Lots of talk about Belichick's future. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk got everybody talking in this area yesterday with his theory. It wasn't a report. It was a theory with his theory about Belichick possibly going to Washington once this season was over via trade. First question for you, where do things stand right now with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? Yeah. Nick, I you know I, I don't know how you feel about this, but you know to me, uh, I you know I think a lot of this is just sort of like idle chatter. This is you know the Patriots being two and six, um, you know not a whole lot has changed for the Patriots' fortunes on either side of the ball. They've been losing people by injury. They just lost Kendrick Bourne for the season. Devontae Parker's probably out for a while, even though that's you know no great loss at this point. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I think it's just a lot of people have given up hope on this season. So they're just like they're on to next season. Uh, I, that's just not the way the NFL works. That's just not the way the Patriots work, uh, especially, you know, given their history. This is where they are as a uh, it's a foreign spot for them. And, you know, I, you know, I understand that some fans 
um, especially those who are eager to move on from Belichick are already on to like, you know, especially sports talk radio around here. They just want to talk about the drama and, you know, what's to come in the off season. But the thing is, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to happen until the off season. It's not like Belichick is, you know, going to get fired during the season. It's not like the crafts are going to start shopping him in the final month of the season or something like that. And, you know, let's also, you know, not forget Nick that, you know, the Patriots, schedule is softening a lot, you know, from here on out. And so, you know, they have the commanders this week at home. They go to Germany, take on a Colts team that, you know, doesn't have their, you know, number one draft pick at at quarterback. They have Gardner Minshew. Then they come back. They have the Giants. The Chargers are pretty much, you know, always, those are always games there for the opponent to take, especially the Patriots and how they defend Justin Herbert. Um, you know, the Steelers are no great shakes. They can't figure out, you know, what they're doing at quarterback, um, you know, from, from one game to the next. Of course, they have the Chiefs. The Broncos are starting to come on. You have the Bills and you have the Jets. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff to me is just idle chatter, Nick, because the, the Patriots could very well uh, finish with a, you know, winning record the rest of the season, uh, if not a, you know, a nice looking winning record. And, you know, I would say there's probably a greater chance that Bill Belichick is back next season at this point. You know, it's it's all going to depend on how they finish the season. And, you know, I look for, even though it wasn't great this week, um, I look for the offense to start making progress now. We have talked about this the entire time. A lot of people, you know, think this is, uh, you know, baseball or basketball where, you know, you bring in a, you know, a new coach or a new player and all of a sudden your fortunes change overnight. That's not how football works. And so it's been half a season. Um, There has been some progress at times from this offense. I expect them, especially this week against a commander's defense that is not good, that just traded off their two best pass rushers. Um, They weren't good even with those guys, um, with Young, with Sweat. And, you know, so if I expect the offense to start playing better and the defense has played, you know, well enough and the special teams has made progress. So, I think the the chances are greater that the Patriots start playing a lot better ball down the stretch here and Belichick's back next year. Nothing changes. And, you know, but so I think a lot of this stuff is just, you know, idle chatter to me, Nick. I don't know how you feel about it. I definitely think there's some idle chatter. I think people are trying to find something to talk about regarding this team uh, and, and how Belichick's future could play a role in, in how things are going to go the rest of this year, et cetera, et cetera. I do think there's some of that, especially on a national level. Like I worked nationally for a time, so I understand, like, you know, right now, nationally, the story is Bill Belichick. He's failing. This team's not good. What is his future? This is the greatest, you know, coach of all time. There's a lot of sexiness and pomp and circumstance, uh, you know, around Belichick if you're doing a national show. That's just how those things work. Not surprised by that. Locally, I do think that some people are kind of just bored and it's, well, what do we do? Do we, do we talk about this team not playing well? Do we, you know, pound the Mac Jones interception for the 585th time? Or do we find something else that has maybe a little bit of meat on the bone that gets people talking? That's the nature of the business. Uh, as I said at the end of the podcast uh, yesterday, I think there's a little bit too much of that. That's my own personal thought. Uh, you know, people do what they do. They're successful at what they do. I don't think we need to pay 95% attention to the quarterback at all times when there's a lot of other stuff happening with the team. 
But the quarterback gets phone calls, the quarterback gets headlines, the quarterback is sexy. So same kind of thing with the head coach here. Um, as far as Belichick, I did want to ask you, and by the way, if this team does win games and gets to like seven, eight wins by beating bad teams, worst possible scenario. Worst case scenario for this football mm-hmm. team. Because, again, they're stuck in purgatory beating nothing but bad teams. But let, let's let's just ask the question about Belichick because it's going to be asked. And I know you talk to a lot of people there. Let's say, hypothetically, if Belichick did become available, any teams make sense in the landscape? I mean, because we, we talk about this stuff, but does any team really make sense? Does the Commanders make sense? Panthers, Bears, Raiders, any of those? Uh you know, so, I mean, I, I guess let's go through them, you know, one by one. And, you know, you'd probably be a little bit, uh, hear a little bit more about, you know, some of the other teams and, and, you know, which direction they're going and which ones look lifeless. Okay, so we know the Raiders have an opening after letting go of Josh McDaniels. Do, um, <laughs> I I do not really envision that scenario at all. Um, you know, not only because of what just happened with McDaniels, um you know, there's also Mark Davis is on the hook for a lot of money for John Gruden and Josh McDaniels. Uh, Gruden, depending on where the court case goes, um, you know, I, but I, I think, you know, the, the bigger thing is, for you know, from what I'm hearing, and I think the timing, I don't think there's really any, I, I think there's significant coincidence with the timing of Josh McDaniels and, and Ziegler being let go in Las Vegas. And Jim Harbaugh out there in Michigan with rumors about he's going to get a long-term contract extension, even with what's been going on with the sign-stealing scandal and all that stuff. You know, Mark Davis has, or at least the Raiders have had tried to hire Jim Harbaugh um, at least two times previously. Uh, Mark Davis loves Harbaugh. And uh, I do think there's significance to the timing on this, I think he's sending a signal to Car- Harbaugh that they're open for business. I think it would be a very similar scenario to when, you know, he hired Gruden. It was basically like Davis had gotten frustrated, you know, the direction that things were going, and and Gruden was always a favorite of him, so he gave him, you know, a ten year contract, ten million dollars a year. I could see him doing the exact same thing with Harbaugh at some point, and you know, Harbaugh hasn't been shy about his. Yeah, his flirtations with the NFL this entire time. I mean, he, you know, he tried to get to the Chargers. He's tried to get to other places, Denver, things like that. I could definitely see Harbaugh. Belichick, no. Um, The Panthers, we'll see where this goes. Frank Reich's in his first year. There's always already been some discord with the owner. Deep pockets, you know, he has real money. I know a lot of people look at like these. Uh, franchise values. That doesn't mean that's in these people's pockets. Dave Tepper has money, like in his pocket, a lot of money, yeah. uh, you know, from his businesses. And so he, he can do anything he wants. Now, the issue there would be, is Tepper willing to step aside? That's the only way Belichick would come in and agree to that is if he completely like leaves. But Tepper's he- he's heavily involved and in everything meets with the coaches every week, at least once a week on Mondays. You know, it's his meetings with head coaches is the stuff of legends and, and, you know, how involved he gets. There's no way Belichick is doing that. But, you know, but, you know, that's sort of Jerry Jones with Jimmy Johnson sort of set himself aside until he couldn't help himself anymore. And that's where the divorce happened. You know, could Tepper be frustrated enough 
you know, with what he's been through, he finally trades up for the quarterback. It doesn't look like it's working with the quarterback. Could he get frustrated enough to say, look, I'm just bringing in the best head coach that there is. And yeah, I, I could see that, but you know, a lot of things would have to happen in terms of interactions, the bears possible, but the McCaskies are not, you know, they're not known as spenders. It would be a good idea on there. It would be very similar to how Bill Parcells was brought in here by the crafts where basically Parcells was brought in, um, you know, to put butts in seats and to set the stage for, uh, you know, the new, the new stadium and, and, and all that stuff. That's sort of what was, you know, in keeping the, the franchise in new England, um, the bears are trying to get a new stadium in the Chicago area. They need a new stadium. You know, Bill Belichick being on board in the face of things, you know, could help that along. And, you know, and then you have the commanders this week who they're playing, uh, interestingly enough. Um, in a lot of ways, it makes sense. Um, you know, they they could look to be starting over. They have a new owner. Uh, you know, Belichick's from Annapolis, Maryland. It's all right there. Uh, all very comfortable. Um, it would be similar to Vince Lombardi going there from the Packers to the Redskins in, I think that was 1969. The problem was Vince Lombardi died in 1970 after his first year uh, with the Redskins. You know, but here's the thing about the commanders. You know, Josh Harris, the owner, you know, he he owns the Sixers. He also owns the Devils. Making making a move like to for a coach like that, a significant move, is not something that he's ever done in his background with his other places. You would probably know this better than anybody, you know, being a, a keen NBA observer. You know, look at the Sixers. He's more about the process, analytics. He sort of likes, even with hockey, he likes to bring in sort of a, a czar of that team and just leaves it up to them. But it's also very heavily analytics-focused, forward-looking front office and doing things in an unconventional way. And we know that's not Belichick. He's as a conventional as it comes, and it's probably part of the reason why the Patriots are where they are. So, um, you know, we'll see what other openings come up, but I don't think any of the openings that are out there are potential openings are a great fit for where Belichick is at his career. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I love the app. I use it all the time, all over the place. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. Hope is here. First online real wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued at non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Two quick things. Yeah, at the 76ers, you've got Nick Nurse, the new hire in Philly. I mean, big name, but kind of a forward thinker. But you really look at the top of the organization with Daryl Morey. He's captain analytics 
And so mm-hmm. if if that's the way how Josh Harris looks at sports, then, yeah, I, I don't see the gelling between he and Belichick. And then you look at the other part of this that I don't think has been discussed a lot. We always talk about opportunities with teams and we talk about management and ownership. And Let's talk quarterbacks. If, if you're the Raiders, you're going to get a new quarterback, right? I, I, unless you think Aiden O'Connell is that guy. You obviously have moved on from Jimmy G already. That happened quickly. So you're looking for a new, young, flashy quarterback. If you're the Bears, you have to make a significant quarterback decision with Justin Fields and what you're going to do at the position. Your Carolina, you just mentioned, Greg, you know, Bryce Young is already going through some things early on in his career. Whoever takes over, if Frank Reich is gone, has to build the confidence and work with Bryce Young. And the Commanders, is Sam Howell the answer? Again, another significant quarterback question. And for me, my concern, if I'm hiring Bill Belichick in any of those posts, is this guy going to take care of the quarterback? Because I just saw him mishandle Mac Jones to comical levels. And Mm -hmm. so I I don't know any team that's hiring a new head coach and has to make a significant decision at the quarterback position I've got knots in my stomach if I'm thinking about Bill Belichick as the answer. Yeah, I, I think you're totally, you know, correct, Nick. And, you know, you know, even like a if a job opened up like the Chargers, which is possible, and you have Justin Herbert there, you know, the Spanos is, you know, are are, are known for having shallow pockets. I mean, you got to be willing to pony up for Bill Belichick. You probably have to sign up if you do this, and you know, there could be a desperate owner out there to do it. I I just don't see it with any of the teams that we've mentioned, and maybe there will be more out there. But, you know, you have to be willing to pay buku bucks for Bill Belichick. Um, Even if you, probably what you would want to do is have Bill Belichick sort of come in as your czar, sort of like, you know, Bill Parcells did with Miami. Um, Right. You know, come in as a sort of the czar of football. But then, you know, he's bringing all his people, you know, probably, you know, I... You know, it could be Josh McDaniels. It could be Matt Patricia. It could be, you know, you know, his sons like, you know, and would Bill say, all right, well, I'll agree to do this, but you need to hire this person and this person's the next head coach. Like, you know, there would be a whole lot of entanglement going on with, you know, if you bring in Belichick, there's a, there's a lot involved. It's not just a guy coming in to, to, you know, coach your football team or oversee your football organization. You know, like you said, you know, is anything the way that he's done things since Tom Brady left? Does any of it scream like, you know, this is the way to do things? You know, probably not. So it's a, you know, it's, I do think that there would be a market, um, you know, but I, I don't know how big of a market it would be. And there's no pushback to the idea of trading Belichick, right? I mean, to me, if you've made the decision that you're moving on from him, that's best case scenario for the Patriots. You, you could kind of break apart respectfully, uh, mutually somewhat, give him an opportunity elsewhere to continue his legacy and chase Don Shula while you pick up some draft capital. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I would certainly be willing um, to listen to it. And I, I don't think at his age and what you have to pay him, I, I don't think I would be driving a, a, you know, a hard bargain like, you know, the first round pick that the Patriots gave up to get him from the Jets. I, I don't think, you know, it would be, you know, approaching that. But, um, yeah, I would certainly be uh, open to it. You know, I would listen to it. And, you know, like you said, if if you made the decision to move on and move in a different direction, then, 
you know, getting something from Bill. And that's probably the, you know, part of the reason for the contract extension is, I mean, you, you always, we've talked about it before, but you always have to have control over the, the coach. I mean, a, a coach never, unless they're a complete lame duck, um, and, you know, somebody who struggled, you know, coaches never go into the last year of their contract. Uh, you know, they always get extended for, you know, say another year because you got to sell the locker room. You know, guys aren't going to listen to a guy who be like, I don't even know if you're here the next year. So that never goes on. So, you know, Bill's extended for ha- however long. And, uh, and you know, that, that gives the Patriots an opportunity to recoup. But, you know, some, some of the value. But, look, they did this. They – they bid adieu to Tom Brady, um, you know, for no compensation. Um, and, you know, the party line was like, you know, it was just time and, and you know, time to move on and all that stuff. You know, I, I don't see why that couldn't happen with a head coach. And by the way, Nick, let me just mention, you know, everybody mentioned, and I'm sure we've talked about it. Everybody mentions the stupid, stupid Shula record. Like, I don't give two craps. Like, and, and plus, I went through it. You know, I was a Dolphins fan. I saw Shula, you know, break the record. Nobody freaking cared. Nobody cared. Sports Illustrated back <laughs> in the day. It, you know, it, it, nobody really cared. It was like a one-week story, and that's it. And everybody went on their way. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal. It shouldn't be a big deal here. It shouldn't be a big deal to the crafts. I'm sure it is to Bill Belichick. You know, because it's, you know, it checks, you know, goes to the top of the resume, oh, probably right below six Super Bowl titles or eight rings or whatever, however he wants to calculate it. Um, but it's, it's really, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And if that's part of the reason why he hangs on here, um, you know, with a losing record, possibly three out of the last four years, to me, you know, that's a joke. And you're, you're running counter to what you say that you want. We're about winning. No, if you hang on to Bill Belichick for some record, you're not about with with a losing record three out of the past four years. You're not about winning. You know, just stop saying that. All right, let's get to the football game this Sunday. Commanders come to town. Uh, first question for me, Greg, about this game is: Do the Commanders care? I mean, they were sellers at the deadline. They trade away Montez Sweat and Chase Young. How do they respond? I think that's the first question that I ask you. What what should we or what do you think we will see from this commander's team that now know that ownership stepped in and said, yeah, we're not good enough. Let's trade two of our best defensive players and move the hell on. Yeah. So, you know, a couple things on that from, you know, talking to people um, around this team this week is that, you know, there is a belief that the that the commanders might get a little bit of a bump from this, actually, you know, sort of like, you know, they just shook things up and look chase young is a very very talented player but to me i see him a lot like jadevon Clowney. i mean you know top of the draft unbelievable physical specimen makes some ridiculous highlight plays but hurt all like all the time and you know i think there there was a frustration about that i think you know sweat's a good player but never has had double digit sacks and I do think they have some young players you know two hill number number 99 Smith Williams number 96 who you know I James Smith Williams at NC State I think they're you know these are guys that they that they like um you know we've seen this in a couple different places where the 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 teams have sort of you know they've started the rebuild process but also like they're they have young guys behind them that you say, all right, well, you know, they need to play more, you know, so why don't we play them right now and let's see what they can do. So 
you know, I, I think that they they like what they have there. Uh, you know, but their defense overall, I mean, it's been it's crappy at this point anyway. So, you know, why not try to get some assets back? I mean, and to get, you know, whether they get a second round uh, pick for Sweat, which is unbelievable going into the last year of his deal. They got a third round pick from Chase Young. I mean, good job for them. I mean, you know, it's something I wish the Patriots did with, you know, Josh Uche or people like that. But, you know, decent, de- a decent defensive interior with Payne and Allen. Um you know, Fuller's a good cornerback, but, you know, they, they've they really struggled on the defensive side of the ball. They are, you know, I was just looking at their DVOA numbers, you know, Nick, and they're, you know, overall, it's, you know, the the, the Patriots are 23rd, Washington's 24th, um, you know, Washington's only 26th in offensive DVOA, they're 26th in DV, uh, defensive DVOA, uh, so, you know, this is an opportunity, I think, for the Patriots to build on some of the things we've seen in in recent weeks the fourth quarter against buffalo uh you know the scoring drive against miami um you know i i think especially without you know those two edge rushers there there's there's a good opportunity for the patriots to actually look competent on the offensive side of the ball and of course i'm sure you know as you as you sort of alluded to earlier you know watching the patriots beat up on some of the weaker teams uh you know chance for fool's gold here down the stretch. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, the one thing I would say that could cause some concern defensively uh, from the commander side to the Patriots offense is you do have Payne and Allen in the middle. Those two guys are beasts. They can cause some issues. And with, you know, City So, Cole Strange, some of the problems we've seen, especially from Cole Strange at times, not being able to handle the power rush and all of that, not picking up blitzes. The interior of the Patriots offensive line has to play well uh, because if they don't, Mac is going to get pressure up the middle, and then we all know that hell could break loose there. And Trent Brown is on one leg. So there could be some some opportunity there for the, for the commander's defensive line to take advantage. Offensively for the Patriots, my first question, Greg, is what the hell do we expect from wide receiver this week with obviously – Kendrick Bourne done for the year. Devontae Parker, he's not going to play with the concussion. So now you're looking at a bunch of youth. I mean, Pop Douglas, Tyquan Thornton, one-legged Juju, uh, Kayshawn Booty, I think, is going to get a shot. What's this look like wants, for a good old Mac Jones? He wants – apparently he told reporters he wants a full load, um, you know, this weekend, which is, I think, part of the problem that he had at LSU. But anyways um, – you know, yeah, I think, you know, you look at where they are, um, you know, you got to think uh, Tyquan Thornton will probably get the, you know, well, 
Thornton and Booty will probably get the Devontae Parker reps, um, even though those were starting to get cut a little bit. Pop Douglas needs to be out there. You know, let the kid, you know, go out there and and make plays. Um, you know, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I You know, I would like to see a little bit more. This could be a week where, you know, we see the two tight end offense and, you know, with Hunter Henry and Pharaoh Brown, and then you know Mike Kosicki. Sort of, you know, I think we we talked about it before it came to fruition last week, where you know Kosicki is more of a wide receiver than a tight end. So you know, I think that's that's part of it. But uh, you know, there were some signs that the running game started to get going. It's it's interesting you talk about the um, the interior of the the Washington line because I, I do agree with you. And you know, what's interesting is that uh, that. You know, City So, um, for some reason, is, you know, the darling of PFF. It's like anybody who plays right guard for the Patriots. Like, it's just, you know, apparently they just get a 90 grade all the time. And, you know, City So's <laughs> been, he, 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 Michael Wenu for years, you know, it's just whatever he did, he got a 90 from PFF. And, and City So's done, uh, you know, a nice job. The problem is, and you saw it a little bit against, against Miami, you know, more in the running game than the pass game is that, you know, he's he's very undersized. And so he has trouble with these bigger defensive interior guys. He wrote they rotated him with Moffy last week and they brought Moffy in. And according to, you know, PFF, you know, Moffy has earned a negative grade on 29 percent of run plays this season, which is the highest rate among all offensive linemen in 2023. That's in the league. I mean, on one third of the snaps, he's bad in the running game. And Cole Strange hasn't been good in the running game you know, either he's, he's better against the run, uh, than he is the pass slightly. And sometimes he's uh, Cole strange is awesome in the running game, but you know, sometimes he loses leverage to the inside. So you really got to worry about, you know, the guards in this matchup, but I would like to see the running game get going. I thought, you know, Ramondre had a few reps last week where you're like, ah, yeah, that's the guy I remember. And Zeke's been pretty good, even though his ball security has been a little iffy. He had a fumble last week that luckily it went out of bounds or that would have been his second fumble, you know, this season. Uh, but I, I think there are going to be opportunities more with the Patriots, uh, you know, play action pass game, the running game, more the traditional Patriots offense in this game. And I just, I just want to see them get into a rhythm, like just be productive, like, you know, stack plays on top of each other instead of like one good play. And then we're going back with a penalty or a negative play. Like that's been the issue with this offense this year. Yeah, I thought Stevenson had strong finish to his runs last week for the first time yeah. this year. Uh, you know, he was getting through contact. He was finishing strong. He did look like, at least running with the football, more Stevenson 22 than Stevenson 23, which was nice to see. All right, Patriots defensively. Um, th- th- there's a young, you know, young Washington interior offensive line. They got a couple of new starters up front. Uh, Christian Barmore has been a beast. The last few weeks, he's really coming on and looking like the guy we hoped he would look like. And you also have Belichick versus Sam Howell, young quarterback, that dynamic. What do you anticipate we see on Sunday from the Patriots defense? Yeah, I think this is a really this is a really good challenge. I mean, you know, the the Washington offensive line isn't very good at all. Um, you know, they're 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 okay at left tackle and right tackle and right guard, you know, um, you know, Larson and Paul on the interior, like, you know, have not been good. So I look for, you know, Barmore to, to continue his uptick. And, uh, you know, it's been great to see. He's definitely still in it, definitely still hot. Um, 
and passionate. Um, you know, I love that about the kid. You know, sometimes it gets the best of him at times, which I did. I th- thought it did in at the end of the Dolphins game and what went on there. And he was still hot like an hour after the game in the locker room. Um, you know, but yeah, I I love the Washington. Um, you know, the weapons that they have: McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson. You know, Gibson, the running back, Thomas, the tight end. Like, they, you know, they have, you know, they have a lot of good young players on this offense, and they're all, you know, tough to stop. And so it's, a, you know, it's a really good challenge from that standpoint. Sam Howell, the quarterback, um, takes a lot of sacks behind that offensive line. I look for the Patri- Patriots to get back to bringing a ton of pressure, which they have this season. I don't know where they stand right now because they didn't blitz, you know, hardly at all against the Dolphins. Uh, but they were second in the league in blitz rate uh, going into that game. I expect that to continue to get after the quarterback. Like to see some guys eat, you know, this week. Uh, hopefully, Josh Uche is back up and out there. They could really use his speed on the outside. But you know, Howell's a guy. You know, I like. He's definitely a gamer. Kid is tough as nails. Um, you know, good arm strength. Uh, takes you know way too many sacks, but you know he kind of reminds me of like a you know, Rich Gannon type, more of an athlete than a quarterback, maybe, you know, an early Tannehill type, um, you know, but, he, you know, he's going to make plays. And, uh, you know, uh, this is a good challenge for this Patriots defense and and to see where they are. Howell has not been good against pressure. So if, if the Patriots can get pressure, especially interior-wise, that would help them go a long way. All right, we'll get to the uh, prediction for the game coming up on Sunday. We also want to touch on Josh McDaniels just a little bit more about a possible return to New England. First, I'll tell you this episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. New customers receive 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. All right, FanDuel line, Greg, for this game on Sunday. The Patriots are favored. You heard that right. They're favored by three. The over-under is 40 and a half. I'll go first because mm-hmm. I will say this, nobody knows. <laughs> I, I am three and five against the spread this year. It hasn't gone great. Um, just injuries, up and down play. It, it's been a crazy year to try to predict game to game. It really has been. Um, and, and this one's tough. Injuries for the Patriots. Again, how, what, wide receiver, any of those guys able to – other than Pop give you much, Gasicki might move to slot for Bourne. What's that look like? Lots of questions. Trent Brown, is he healthy? If he's playing on one leg, it could be a disaster. Washington, are they motivated to play? The the white flag was waved by, by the ownership, it looked like, this week at the deadline. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I, I think the Patriots are still good enough to beat teams that are mediocre or bad. Washington's pretty mediocre. You hit on all the defensive stuff. I don't think they're very good defensively. I do think the Patriots will be able to move the football. I'm going with the Patriots. I think Washington will be a little dead ass to start this game. And uh, am I confident? Of course not. And the over-under, I'll go with the over because 40 and a half is really low. So I'll go over and I'll go with the Patriots covering three and I'll likely uh, regret that. Greg? I, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel you, Nick. And by the way, I was just looking at, uh, you know, DVOA over at FTN fantasy, uh, since they're over there now instead of football outsiders, but you know, you talk about the inconsistency with this Patriots team. So, you know, the DVOA guys have this, this, uh, stat called variance, which is basically measures like how consistent 
the team is. Any guesses on where the Patriots rank in the NFL? 30 or lower. 31st. They're, they're 31st. <laughs> the only other team that the only team that they, according to their stats that that is more inconsistent is the Cowboys, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's like either they're blowing people out or they or they completely suck. Um, but, you know, it's like the Patriots, they're just completely inconsistent. They're consistently inconsistent. Um yep. You know, this season and, uh, you know, but look, I do like the Patriots, you know, in this spot, you know, like I said, this is a, things should settle down for the offense. If the offense doesn't get off to a good start in this game, like, you know, good luck. Like, you know, this is going to, it's going to be a horror show, you know, at Gillette. Um, you know, but I look for the offense to be consistent. I think they're, I think they're going to do pretty well. I think they're going to get their groove back a little bit. I think this is the right opponent at the right time. Um, you know, I do worry a little bit about the explosiveness of the commander's offense and you know but but I do think they're going to bring a ton of pressure. I don't think this Washington team is set up to deal with what the Patriots do with their twists and stunts and bringing guys from the second level. Um you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, I know Juwan Bentley was on the practice field yesterday. I talked to him after the game in Miami, you know, he came out, he was out with a hamstring injury. He told me that, you know, he he was he was doing pretty good. Um, that's a big key for them, um, especially with, you know, how they do their pressure from the second level. He's been, he's been great at that. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he's back in the lineup, but yeah, I like the Patriots in this spot. I think they're, you know, I think they're going to win, uh, you know, somewhere around a touchdown, maybe a little bit more. And, you know, I do like the over cause I do think the Patriots will give up a couple big plays. I mean, when you have JC Jackson, Jack Jones, uh, Kyle Duggar and Marte Mapu in the secondary, not exactly the most disciplined of guys out there. And as we saw last week, now this is a different challenge, but still a very dangerous Washington offense, you know, especially with McLaurin, who's sensational. And so I think it will be high scoring. I think we could get in a little bit of a track meet, but I like the Patriots by about a touchdown. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, check Greg and Giardi and Corrales and Haggerty and everybody else over at uh, BSJ. 50 bucks for the year, doing some great work. Before we bid you all adieu, Greg, we, we touched on this a little bit yesterday about Josh McDaniels possibly returning to New England. Would it make sense for Josh to return? Uh, anything else that you can add to the idea where Josh could be back here in Foxborough, could be back here at Gillette working for Bill Belichick? Okay. Well, you know, I, I don't know this for certain, but my feeling from talking to player uh, people is that 
uh, McDaniel's at some point will be back in the area. Um, you know, he they I'm pretty certain they still have a home here. Um, you know that they that they didn't part with that that could have changed. I don't know. Um, you know, I do know they have kids out in school in Vegas um, from, you know, last I heard, you know, maybe they have to finish out the semester or what have you. Um, but, you know, really, I do think, I think, you know, knowing Josh a little bit, I, I think he's going to take some time to contemplate things. Um, you know, could I see, you have to keep in mind, him and Bill O'Brien are very close friends. Um, you know, they talk a lot, as we talked about before, you know, the last time, you know, when Bill O'Brien went to Penn State, Josh McDaniels was looking for work and came back and was a consultant on that run where I think that was 2011 when they, when they went to the Super Bowl. McDaniels came back, and then when O'Brien went to Penn State, McDaniels just stepped in as offensive coordinator. Um, you know, I could see him doing some consulting for the Patriots, maybe from afar, not in the building. I, you know, we'll have to see, you know, Josh McDaniels is one of these guys who's been a, you know, NFL lifer, um, basically since he got out of college. And so, you know, he's always worked in some capacity. Is he one of these guys that, that is, that is going to want to do that? Um, you know, just keep, you know, going into the building. Does his wife be like, you know, just go, go do work. Like, you know, there's a lot of NFL <laughs> wives who are like that. Just like, they're just like, when their husbands are home, they're just like, yeah, you're messing up my routine. Just go someplace. And, you know, so, you know, I have a hard time seeing this season, like McDaniels going in to the office, but, you know, I could see him consulting and watching film and things like that. Um, you know, but I think the the greater chances are he takes some time to decompress, think about what his next move is. Uh, is it wise for him to go back to the Patriots in some capacity? You know, probably not. I think, you know, I talking to some NFL people, you know, there's the school of thought that, you know, if he goes to, you know, hangs out with like Sean McVay uh, for the rest of the season or something like that, would that benefit him more, um, you know, to, to, to see what other NFL offenses are doing, Kyle Shanahan and San Francisco, that kind of thing. So um, I, I don't think it's anything on the front burner right now. Would it shock me if I heard that McDaniels was, you know, in the building helping out? no. Um, but you know, I think there's a lot of family considerations at this point and that's probably forefront in his mind. Everybody have a great weekend. He's Greg. I'm Nick until early next week. Be well. FanDuel is the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS media network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. 